Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's Best Sports Talk. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your dearly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. It was a good run, Bert had. Two yeah. weeks. Two weeks, I think we had him for back-to-back. Good good run for Bert for the season. Yeah, yeah, that was two more weeks than I was expecting. So, right. Yeah, so that's it's like uh, playing with house money anytime he shows up. Yeah. Yep, and I, I'm in a new location again, recording this time at a hotel in Charlotte, North Carolina. And you know what I learned about Charlotte, North Carolina? Uh, Oriole I... games are blacked out here. Okay. Oh, really? North Carolina? Yeah. So apparently North Carolina is still owned by Peter Angelos. Mm. So I had to go through the little shady websites, you know, to get the stream and watch the it's baseball tr- game. It's true. Like, I have a lot of, I have several friends in North Carolina who are... Oriole fans. I thought that would be more Braves territory, but I guess not. I don't know. I mean, or Nats territory? I don't know. Not sure. I just know that it's uh, blacked out the Orioles, which is silly, and MLB blackouts altogether is silly because yeah. all you got to do is Google, if you don't know how to do it, all you do is Google MLB streams, click on the link, and then it'll find you a stream to the video to the 
Oriole game that's in HD and looks great and just gets around what you were trying to legally pay for. Yeah. And it's not our fault for doing anything illegal because MLB is dumb. So you force our hands. Yes. It's not yeah. our fault. Right, right. Right. I'm, no, I, it's not even that. I pay for MLB.tv. I right. pay for it, and they won't right. let me use it. Right. Right. Now, now, NFL Sunday Ticket, we'll have another conversation about that around football season. That, uh, that's a little bit of a ripoff. That NFL season ticket? $400 a year. But you get to see yeah. all the games. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's say all I care about are the Raven games. That's $25 a game. Yeah, you should be able to... Minus, minus primetime games, because they're not covered because they're nationally broadcast. So you're really talking about mm. 14 games, maybe? 13, 14 games? Yeah. For $400. Well, 13 games times, you know, all those teams playing at one time. Right, right. But you should be able to get a package for one team. Or yeah, a la carte. Pick the teams you want or pick one or two right. teams. Right, Like now, charge per the team. Right. Now I think I found a workaround, so I'll be okay. Yeah. And okay, still, well, you already, you already shared one illegal workaround. I don't think you need to share another illegal workaround. No, the other one's not illegal. The other one I'm ready to pay for. I just, it just took a little research. Okay, well, um, hey, speaking of, um, I don't know, of, of being ripped off, I guess, I went to the Bowie Bay Sox. I've been hitting all the minor league teams. I went to, you know, a couple weeks ago, I went yeah. to Darmarva. Darmar, you really with the, you're starting with this with speaking of being ripped off and you're talking yeah. about our friends over at the Bowie Bay Sox. Yeah, yeah. I should have talked to – I didn't talk to my boy Adam Pohl about tickets. I should have talked to him. But, like, my in-laws were coming too and I felt weird asking. Like, it's one thing asking for a ticket for me and my wife. It's another thing when I'm taking my whole family and the in-laws. I didn't want to ask for, hey, can I have six tickets? That's a little bit weird. So I said – Did you go to the touch a truck night? Yeah, I saw yeah. a lot of people at the game that – was that – Bowie that night. Let me tell you a thing about the Touch of Truck night. Let me tell you a thing about that, Josh. It sounds pretty cool. The, my, my son, his two favorite things in the world are trucks and baseball. So I thought, this is freaking perfect for him. We, we got down there early. Game started at 6.30. We were down there at 5. You go outside the stadium. They got about like 50 big old trucks. And so you go walk around. You can get in the truck. You like sit in the, the seat and stuff. Like the big yellow like construction trucks, right? Not like yeah. a Ford F one fifty. No, no, no. These are they had like um, all kinds of trucks. They had like uh, you know um, construction trucks and also like <laughs> fire trucks. You don't know the name of any trucks. Uh, construction truck and fire. Bull, bulldozer is that a? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right. They also had like they also had like the cable trucks with the big cable cars that go up. Anyway. But there's a problem with it. There's a, a flaw. Are you trying to describe a crane? No, there's a crane, which is a construction crane. But there's also right. like a, a truck that truck? Ca- cable companies use with the bucket. Oh, a, that goes a bucket up. truck. A bucket truck. Sure. Fine. Okay. A cable truck right. with a bucket. Whatever. The, but there's a flaw in this whole touch of truck night. You know what the flaw is? 50 trucks and 500 people? Yeah. And what happens? And, and uh, kids everywhere. Uh, I don't know. Is it like adults? I mean, is it like uh, autograph sessions where adults are ruining it for the kids? No, are there the a bunch kids of ruin it. That want to touch the trucks? No, the kids ruin it. The kids ruin it. They should have touch a truck night, but no kids allowed because you have fifty trucks. Every kid inside the truck, and what is every kid doing at the same time? 
the horn. Times fifty. The horn, and not just a little <laughs> beep beep, like the big old pull down the horn. And you got this going from fifty huge trucks. You can't even hear yourself think. And like, if you look around, it's just like kids crying, kids running around because it's so loud. Some smart parents who brought like earmuffs for their kids. That was smart, actually. Um, but my kid didn't have any earmuffs. And like my kid was so he did not he wouldn't even go inside the truck. He was just so shook by all the loud. It was just so loud because every kid was just like hanging on the horn times fifty in this like small area. It was like insane. I it was just I can't even. <laughs> we were there for like ten minutes and I just I, I had to get away. I had to get away. I was like and Silas did not enjoy it. We like after ten minutes we just got we got we got out of there because it was just so loud. All those horns. Oh, I saw Ooh. our friend. Glenn Clark took his boys, and it looked like they were having a great time on it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know. And their boys are a little bit older, I think. But for maybe me, so. I hated all the noise, and Silas didn't like it. And maybe partly because I was irritated because all the noise. Uh, but no, we were like, let's get in the baseball game as quickly as possible. But then I went to go buy tickets. And I thought as a uh, – when I went to Delmarva last weekend, for they gave me uh, – Buy one, get one Buy free, one, get right? one free, yeah. And Bowie, they gave me the runaround. They said uh, – well, that's only Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday? What is this nonsense? Is really? And I said, I went to Darmar, D- Darmarva Shorebirds last Friday, and I got the buy one, get one free. And they're like, yeah. well, that's not how we work it. Well, we got to ask our boy Adam Pohl because it clearly says on the uh, orange package, buy one, get one for minor leagues. They didn't show any restrictions. Yeah, I even had the woman like – I'm pretty sure I get a buy one get free. Can you check with someone else? And she did, and they said, "Yeah, no, just Monday to Thursday." Like, what is that? And um, and by the way, it's it's cost three more dollars per seat. Not that I'm not, now I'm nitpicking, but three more dollars per seat than Delmarva. And like Delmarva, you have your own seat. Like you buy a ticket for a seat. This is right. just you, you you sit on those stands. So General seating the, in the stands. How much was a, a bleacher seat? Thirteen dollars. I see. I told you guys I got a great deal for three three six night, even though no one, no one wanted to go. So so yeah, it was it was a great deal. Um, no, for for section three three six, they had to pay not not for me and my in laws. Um, sent me back fifty two. Well, was bucks. the game good? Did you get to see? No, bucks? no, no. The game sucked too. Let me tell you why why the game sucked. The pitcher I got to see, because Bowie has a lot of really good pitchers, right? Um, Zach Lothers down there, uh, Bowman's down there. Um, Alex Wells is down there. I got to see Tyler Herb, uh, a 27-year-old kind of uh, minor league veteran uh, pitcher. Yeah, placeholder. And he pitched fine. Um, And then uh, Yuznial Diaz, right, the one prospect you want to see down there, he wasn't playing. Uh, So Yuznial Diaz wasn't playing. Hey, freaking Cal Ripken's son. Ryan Ripken, who's at Bowie, he didn't play either. I got The only guy I saw that I would care about was Cedric Mullins. He played. Uh, he went 0 for 3, but he hit the ball pretty well. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not having a great season in Bowie either. Um, well, so he was that, just sent down there, yeah. So you're saying that the, the truck appeal meant they didn't have to put any stars on the field. Yeah, it was all around. It was. I mean, it was fun. Like, Silas had fun at the game. He liked running around there and Did they watching do the truck game. stuff between innings. No, there's no truck stuff. It was, um, you know, what they did between innings. It was intern, um, um, what do you call it? Intern talent show, where all the buoy Bay Sox horrible intern and like some guy was playing songs with his mouth. 
That's what he's doing. Another guy was like spinning a ball on his hand. All right, so so far Delmarva better out in than Bowie for you. Yeah. Uh, next week I'm going to hit up Frederick. Uh, so, you really are knocking these out. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, so I got the summer off, and so I'm doing the the stay-at-home dad thing, and Silas likes to go to baseball games, and I, I like to take him out of the house. So any chance I get to take him out of the house and go to a baseball game, we're, we're doing it. And so I just went and looked at the some giveaways, and so I'm going to the good giveaways. Oh, um, you're going for the golden bobblehead? I'm going for the 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 um, Bundys, the Dundies, the Bundy, the the Dundee Bundy, the Bundy, the Dylan Bundys. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna need you to grab one of those for me. Yeah. Well, I'll get a ticket for me and Silas, and hopefully Silas they'll give. Right. I don't know if they have an age thing on that. Hopefully they'll give Silas one, and I'll yeah. give that one to you. Um, or I'll give you mine. I really don't care all that much. Um, right. Yeah. So all in all, uh, Bowie Bay Sox. I don't want to you know rip. Adam Pohl's Bowie Bay Sox, friend of the show is Adam Pohl's Bowie Bay Sox. Um, but I'm not doing that touch of truck thing again. I'll pass on that next time. It was right, horrible. A lot of people love it. Not not for you. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I didn't talk to anyone else about it. Maybe this is normal and maybe like, you come prepared with like um, earplugs or something. But oh my gosh. And like I looked around and like, kids were like running around screaming and crying. <laughs> like what is going on? And like kids up there are just... Like no get up, let up. It was like I felt like I don't know, like I was in The Walking Dead or something. I was like now, running around now, screaming. Now, how do I spell that noise you just made so it can be the show title? <laughs> yeah. for this week? I don't know. That's up to you. You can try to spell that. Right. But um, maybe it's just me. I don't like noises. I don't like loud noises. So maybe that's just me. Right. I don't know. But whatever. Hey, what's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal with the Orioles actually like playing really good the past two weeks of baseball? Yeah. Yeah. I I I have no idea. I literally like if you look at this rotation. Um, like even yesterday when we won, we had like five pitchers. It started with Yak, Yak, Bonus, Eshelman pitched. They were the first two pitchers. And just that alone should mean a loss, right? If you're starting off with Yak, Bonus, and Eshelman, you have no business winning that game, right? And in that game also, Tate pitched. He has not looked very good. Klein pitched. Blyer pitched. Armstrong pitched. All those guys pitched. And somehow we only gave up five runs and we won the game it, it's i don't i literally am shocked every time we win a game but we keep on doing it like half the time since the all-star break right these aren't like john means outings it's just anyone who's up there and the team's scrapping it together it's been fun. yeah even today like the yankees game is like four to one in the uh and brandon klein's in now but i don't understand how in the first inning the game's not 10 nothing yankees when we have Inoa going against Tanaka, like I don't understand. Like I feel like every game by the third inning, I mean Eshelman's up there throwing 85 miles per hour as his fastball. Yeah, Gabonis has good stuff, but he has no idea where the ball's going every time he throws it. Um, and we lost the game this past week with Wojciechowski. You think if we're gonna win one game, yeah. we'll win the game. Wojciechowski, but we lost that game. So I really like. I guess it's cool we're playing 500 ball of like for the past over a month. Uh, but I really I don't understand. I mean, part of it is we're playing Toronto and the Angels who were struggling, and then the Dodgers. Like I mean, and then I'm sorry, the Padres Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah, Padres. and Diamondbacks. These aren't like the best teams in the world. Now we're playing the Yankees, um, and then I think after that, what we play Boston again. So this might get a little bit tougher. Um, oh, that, still, no, it's... Yankees, Houston, Yankees, Boston. So we'll see. Yankees, Houston, Yankees, Boston. 
talk to me in two weeks after right, that. Tough stretch. But still, yeah. for all the talk of, oh, well, they're like a minor league team. They're playing major league teams. They're playing the teams in their schedule, and they're, they've are they been playing them well. And I wish I could point to a reason why the team is better. Like, oh, well, this improved, or this happened. or But no, and it just they just seem to be, I guess, home runs. I don't even think home runs are really up for the Orioles because they've been doing pretty good all season at hitting home runs. It's been the same guys, Mancini, Villar, Nunez, hitting home runs. Yeah, and I guess we're like avoiding these um, seven run innings. <laughs> like we're avoiding giving up like 10 and 11 runs. Like we're still giving up like four and five and six runs, but we're giving up four or five or six runs. We're not giving up 10 runs, 11 runs, which we have done a lot this year as well. Yeah, are you going to any of these games this week with the Yankees series? Yes, I'm planning on going on Wednesday. All right. Have you, are you watching the game tonight? I don't know if I've ever seen so many blue jerseys in Camden Yards. It's like yeah. 10 to 1. Yeah. I know it's ugly. It's all right. I'm going to go in there and pick fights with the Yankee fans. Um, but the Yankees are playing good ball. This, yeah, that's tough. Um, but speaking of fans, did, did you see yesterday when Anthony Santander had his yes. own little cheering section? Uh, a that bunch of awesome. UK scouts. How cool was that? It was all. There were four thousand uh, scouts from Great Britain. That they were awesome. They got into it. They were all sitting out there. They they showed the one girl that even purchased a Santander jersey. I didn't even know you could buy one of them at the stadium. Yeah, she got one though. It was pretty cool. I I would yeah. love. You know what? It reminded me of like those seasons when the Orioles were good, and it was fun to go to the stadium. Yeah, and there is something like, I feel that this is kind of unique with baseball, that there's this connection. I remember several years ago, because we never, I never sit out there, but several years ago I sat out there with some friends, and Scott Pesednik was out there playing left field for the Chicago White Sox, and we shouted him the whole game, and then he had, he had like three strikeouts that game, and we took all the credit for getting in his head. Because when you're in left field, especially the Orioles play so deep, I mean, you're literally just like, what, 15, 20 feet away from the left fielder. And so there is that kind of – and, like, you're there for a long – like, it's not like basketball. You're real close to, to the players if you're sitting like courtside. But you never, like, get it – because they're always running back and forth. Where the left fielder is just, like, standing there right by the, right by the crowd, you know, for half the game. So there's that chance to interact. There's that chance to get to know that player. Um, and Santander, he did. I mean, he kept on throwing the baseballs, and I saw he put something on Twitter, um, how fun it was, uh, an experience for him. Uh, but that was it was it was cool all around. I don't like they showed him at one point, and they like the guy hit a foul ball. Santander hit a foul ball. They shot in the stands, and like the they, they were wondering like why it wasn't a home run or something. So clearly, they didn't know all the rules <laughs> of baseball. Um, and there was confusion at first when I saw on Twitter someone first mentioned it about a bunch of scouts they, they saw were at the game. And I was like, scouts? And I was thinking, like, baseball scouts no, to four, watch? 4,000 baseball like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Out. And they're all from the UK? Like, what is going on? Are they starting a, are there baseball league in the UK? Uh, but then mm-hmm. I figured it's not that kind of scout. Uh, but, but yeah, that, but, was, that was just a, a cool baseball thing. But you're right. There is, that is cool in baseball, that relationship between the outfielder and the fans out in the outfield. We celebrated that in Baltimore for years with the 2110 Utah Street for the mm-hmm. guy, people behind Marquecas and behind Jones. 
We saw it a few weeks ago with the trade deadline where I don't even remember which game it was, but one of the outfielders that found out about it. Cincinnati. Trade, Cincinnati. Yeah, that Puig was traded. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. like that's cool because you, and Adam Jones, we all we saw it and when he would run out and talk and yell back and forth with the with the fans. So it is yeah. something special in baseball there. Yeah, sometimes it gets ugly and negative if you're in Boston because they have racist people in Boston. And Adam Jones had run-ins with, with Boston right. fans. Now, you um, don't but, get but for that. the most part, it's a cool, positive interaction. You don't get that with the infielders. It's an outfield right. thing. And it reminds me of like in Little League when you just run out to the outfield and half the time you're bored. And I think because yeah. of that, even in the pros, that's why you're getting the outfielders interacting with the fans and stuff. Because most yeah. of their time up there is just waiting. Yeah, yeah, you get that sometimes. I think with the bullpen too, yes. uh, but yeah, but yeah, de- definitely the outfield, um, and definitely left field. I think is the best one to do it because left field is closest to to the fans. I mean, right field you got Utah Street and right. the big wall, and center field um, is partially there's no fans in that section. So, yep. But yeah, that was cool. So. Hey, speaking um, of, yeah. you mentioned little league. I want to transition away from baseball. Okay. For a second. We are going to get back to the Orioles and specifically talk about some recent performances by former Orioles pitchers, which is really interesting. But I want to mention, you mentioned Little League. I want to mention a guy, for me, that always felt like he was playing backyard football. When everyone else was playing the NFL, he was playing... You're completely flipping over. He was playing backyard football. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, you're you're going with Ed Reed. Hall of Famer Ed Reed. Uh, Josh, did you get a chance to watch his speech? I did. That felt like a backyard speech. It felt like a guy. It felt like a guy on the end of a deck, like he's been drinking, having a party, and it's just like suddenly decides he loves everyone and wants to talk off like off his deck and about declaring his love for everyone, including. Yeah. Belichick Coach Belichick. Yeah. Belichick. yeah, that was a little bit awkward. Um, but yeah, it was totally like, uh, it was totally an off-the-cuff, it felt like off-the-cuff speech. I think he yeah. mentioned that like he wrote it while he was sitting up there, which it right. felt like that. But I was confused because it felt like that, but he brought up like a dozen papers. And then he pulled out and, his phone. And he had his phone. And he was looking at his, his phone, too. So he was like reading yeah. the papers for a while, then he was reading the notes. It was... I saw a lot of people praising the the speech. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the speech, but uh, it did not seem like an organized speech, like the complete opposite of Ray Lewis's speech from last year. Yeah, that was a yeah, but that Ray Lewis prepared, and then yeah. uh, he was just speaking. But I really like it when speeches match how they were as a player and kind of who they are as a person. And, like, Ray Lewis, his speech matched, like, kind of who yes. he was as a player, right? The constant leader, yelling at people, inspirational, like that, who he was as a football player. Ed Reed, on the other hand, was more like improvising, like, um, you hear Billy talk about it, and he's like, there were so many times when he was like, Ed Reed, no, 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 and then, like, he did something great. Yes, 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 yes. Because right. he would always kind of go away from the script, if you will, and right. improvise. And that's what, and that's what he did with the speech. Right. That's exactly what he did. He had a game plan. It was on that paper, and it was yeah. about the environment that you grow up in, and putting and the importance of people who are around you. The and people the around you, yeah. But he would get off track, and he would go in other directions and swerve, and then he'd come back to that. Yeah, yeah. 
And and he's just and he the whole outfit and his whole look at the gray and beard. He's just he's so cool. And a lot of people have been saying this, and it's true. Like Ray Lewis, I I think Ray Lewis is the greatest Raven ever. But Ray Lewis is a polarizing figure. Like people love him, people hate them, hate him, and I fully understand and get why. Ed Reed, everyone loves Ed Reed because he's just so cool. And the way he played the game. I mean, they showed on, um, and there was a tweet by the Ravens showing his highlight. I mean, 10 minutes of just straight interceptions, um, which is pretty incredible that you can have 10 minutes of highlight videos. And I'm not a highlight video guy. Like, I know some people are into, like, going on YouTube and watching the highlight videos of players. I never really understood that. Like, I'd rather watch someone in the context of the game. But Ed Reed, that's like a highlight. You can watch his highlights because it's not just the interceptions. It's... Let me catch this ball at the back of the end zone, surrounded by defenders. I don't care. I'm still taking it out and trying to run it as far as possible. Or let me take this ball and lateral back to somebody as my coach kind of, you know, uh, has a heart attack. Like, it's just, he just played so differently. And he was so, like, I mean, Ray Lewis is always my favorite player. But Ed Reed was, like, the most fun to watch. He was so exciting in every aspect of the game. Um, and we were spoiled there, I think, for a while by, by getting to watch him play. And sometimes, I mean, I don't know. We always knew how special he was. But, man, he was – we haven't had a player like him since. And I, we, we never will probably. So did I miss this? Does the NFL do something like this? If they don't, they should. The introduction to him was done by his dad and his brother, like the little video highlight package. And that right. was cool and sentimental. But what I really wanted to see was a highlight package like that of his peers talking to him. I want to hear, I want to hear Ray Lewis, Suggs, uh, John Harbaugh talk about Ed Reed. I want to hear Tom Brady talk about Ed Reed. And uh, uh, what's his name up in Pittsburgh talk about Ed Reed. I want, I want the guys that he faced to talk about him. And, and that's what I was look, missing and looking for. Yeah, 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 it's true. That, that would have been cool because there's a lot of famous stories about Coach Bel- Belichick and, you know, Tom Brady uh, and Peyton Manning too, right? He he, he right. got on uh, the arm, uh, in the arm, like always know where number twenty is. Um, I thought of, when I was looking at at the interception, the highlight tape. I thought I was a little bit. I felt a little bit bad every time they sh- showed like Charlie Batch for the Steelers throwing interception. Ed Reed, like Charlie Batch, you probably had no business being in there. So well, I kind of feel well, bad that, for you. And Ed Reed got that into his speech with with talking about the Bengals and the Browns yeah, and how yeah. they got a special place in his heart because he's got thirty interceptions around him. And he even made the comment, it's not my fault you kept changing quarterbacks. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, that's a great line. Um, and, but, yeah, he yeah. he looked cool even before walking up to the mic when he's got the cigar in his mouth. Yeah, he's just cool. And and his bust is the coolest bust yes. like, that I've ever seen unveiled. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it also made me think of, like, we saw, like he won a real champ. He, he won a championship, right? Um, Ed Reed did, and and, uh, and 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 Ray Lewis did too, um, and they're Hall of Famers. Jonathan Ogden, he got one, um, and he he's a Hall of Famer. Um, like the Ravens have got two Super Bowls, right? And and some of these Hall of Famers were on both. Some were on one 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 of them, and but to have a championship team, like you have to have Hall of Fame players, yeah. which made me think. And I was as I was watching that, I was thinking, man, like how good those defenses were. And they were good because they had Hall of Famers on them. Um, and, right, I think Suggs maybe one day will go into the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, he's um, next. Right. 
Um, and it made me think of the Orioles, right? And one of the problems with the Orioles is, and we can talk about how good Santander looks and how good Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini is a nice player. Santander is a nice player. This team has zero Hall of Famers on them. Right. Right. Yeah, of course. But don't, but don't steer back to baseball quite yet. Okay. Because part of this whole Hall of Fame Ravens conversation has to be we've got the Ring of Honor, and that's really cool, and yeah. that's special. But we've got this little mini – Orioles got Legends Park. We've got these two statues outside of M&T. For Johnny Unitas and Ray Lewis. Right. Ray Lewis got his statue even before he went into the Hall of Fame. Right. Isn't it time for that little park to expand with some Ogden and Ed Reed statues? Yeah. Uh, I think it is. I think one of the dangers you you know, a danger you have with the Ravens, which you don't have with the Orioles, it seems like, is the Ravens could potentially, they keep on kind of drafting and developing good football players they could potentially get a lot more players in the Hall of Fame than the or- the Orioles. Looks like they'll never get another player on that freaking. But hold on, there's no statue. one right now on the Ravens that you're gonna say, "Oh, that guy's gonna be a Hall of Fame." Yeah, he's not on the Ravens. Oh yeah, that's true. oh sad face. I forgot about that for a minute. He is not on the Ravens anymore. Um, like... Is is Lamar Jackson? Is it too early? No, no, you can't go have, with Lamar Jackson. Have you read? Have you seen any of the reports about about his? Oh yeah. We haven't talked about that, have we? I have not. I have not, and I'm being facetious. I, I, I'm joking about uh, Lamar Jackson, but, right, I, but I, I literally haven't seen one negative tweet about Lamar Jackson. I, uh, right. Sure. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I'm jumping around. I agree with you, Josh. Give Ogden a statue. Should the uh, a statue from Ogden be like two feet bigger than all the other statues, and then also give a statue to Ed Reed? I, I mean, if you get in the Hall of Fame, you deserve a statue. Yeah, and Ed Reed should also have statues in Pittsburgh and New England for, for what he's done there. Yeah, and also Houston and the Jets. <laughs> yeah, I have, right. That was fun to have a little conversation <laughs> as part of his speech about those teams. Yeah, where he spent a few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm definitely, I'm on board. And whoever made that bust, get that guy to make Ed Reed's statue. Yes, yes. But all right, so the Orioles, we got no Hall of Famers. Right, and you look at, not just like, if you look at what, um, I mean, the favorites right now to win the World Series by far have to be the Houston Astros. I mean, that team has uh, just a lieu of either, like, current Hall of Famers if they retired today, like like Justin Ver, 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 Verlander, and guys who, if they continue with their careers, guys like Altuve and Bregman, Alex Bregman, I know is early in his career, um, but guys that will potentially be in the Hall of Fame. So they, they have Hall of Famers. The Orioles have no one even close to that kind of greatness. Um, and it takes more than that, right? Because like Mike Trout is a Hall of Famer, and their team never wins. The Angels never win. So it takes like multiple good players, but we don't even have one. Um, well, we got Adley Rushman. Yeah, yeah, who's batting 196 right now in, in the, at Aberdeen. Um, but, but, but yeah, like we need, and, and Manny Machado, like we had Manny Machado, who has the tools to become a Hall of Famer, who knows if he'll ever get there. He's got a long way to go. But yeah, but, but can, we, can we get these kind of great players? Because sometimes, because we get excited that the Orioles are 500, right? That they're 500 in the past month. That gets us excited and gets us optimistic. And we think, oh man, if we just got a, a little bit better start in pitching, if we just got a shortstop who can hit, maybe like we're close. But we're not. Like, we lack great players. 
And right now we have, I would, I would argue we have zero great players. I would say Trey Mancini is a good player. I would say Santander, the jury's still out because it's just small sample size. Um, but we lack great players. And so until we get great players, we are who we are. Yeah, the big thing that puts great players ahead of good players is consistency. And they're the guy you can always count on. And it's yeah. been years since we've had that type of consistency in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've had some good players here, but we haven't had those those great players. Um, at least enough of them on the same team. So that's my transition from football to Orioles talk. Yeah. Um, if we want to get into a little more, there's a couple. Uh, uh, speaking of non-Hall of Famers, guys who, who will never be Hall of Famers, so former Orioles pitchers. Um, we just saw today, Josh, that Kevin Gossman was, was, D, was D, DFA'd. Right. And I want to... Over a year since we traded him to Atlanta. Yeah, and a lot of people were talking about, hey, we won the trade, which I guess so. Like, if a guy gets DFA'd, um, it shows them that, like, he's not even worth the salary that they're paying him. Yes, right. He got DFA'd, and O'Day was part of that trade, who is still hurt. And that right. And hasn't even played. Who they're hoping might be ready in September. Um, don't hold your breath for that one. So it looks like we won, even if we haven't seen our guys that we got from that trade contribute yet. Um, right. I guess. So I guess if you want to take take that route. I guess we had no interest. But in I want to look at Gossman up. Yeah, I don't know how waivers work. I think I read somewhere that the it goes by league. So it's it's record the worst teams with the worst record. But it's first by leagues. The National League teams get a crack at them, then the American League teams. Oh, that's I could be wrong. That's what really? I read. That's that's what I read on Wikipedia. But Wikipedia still had the old waiver trade deadline rules up there. But that's right, what that's it said on Wikipedia. And then it said by loss record. But I didn't know if loss record for waiver wire was like the loss record last year or like where your record currently is. Um, like how that works. Like when do they stop? The, the record like when do they take the worst record is it from like the all-star break is it from previous year or is it kind of who has the worst record right now um so i have some questions about him about how that works because if i if he got to the Orioles, i don't know if he would be i guess he'd be a fine fit right we need anyone to be a starting pitcher we need anyone. i'd rather have gossman than eshelman you would think i'd grab gossman because we need bodies we need arms, yeah. and that's at least a guy that you can get some fans excited for about, and we don't have that. Yeah, but looking at Kevin Gossman in the context of some of these other performances, like Brad Brock was recently DFA'd by the Cubs this last weekend. Andrew Kashner has an ERA of seven. Since he's been traded to Boston, his ERA is seven in four starts. Um, could it be, Josh, that... Um, the Orioles just know how to get the best out of pitchers, and every time they go somewhere else, pitchers get worse because they don't know how to get the best out of pitchers like the Orioles do. It could be, but but in your theory, you also missed that another Oriole was spotted this weekend pitching in the independent league. You know Who's who that? It was your boy no. Brian Mattis. Oh, really? A Brian Mattis yeah, Brian sighting? Brian Mattis was, was sighted in the independent league this weekend oh good no, come on. You're, you're clearly trying to it's a, it's totally the path that you would choose to try to upset all these people who that for years have said orioles 
destroy pitchers. Orioles can't uh, develop pitchers. I would easily come back with, well, maybe the problem with Gaussman is that the Orioles ruined him. And he couldn't recover after all that up and down. What about uh, Andrew Kashner, who was awesome for us? Um, no, he wasn't. Hold on, hold on. Andrew Kashner was never awesome for us. Andrew well, Kashner well, he was uh, okay. When he was with yeah. us, he, he had in 17 starts, he had an ERA of 3.83. Okay. He goes he to, to Boston and that ERA almost doubles. Right. Sure. I don't know. Bad luck. I can't explain it. Who who did he pitch against versus the Orioles versus who's he pitching against against with Boston? I don't know. That 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 would take too much research for me. And like remember everyone uh, I remember everyone last year like freaking out because there was that guy Parker Bridwell who we just like DFA'd uh starting pitcher. Right. And then last year for the Angels, he went ten and three with an ERA of three point six four last year, Parker Bridwell, and everyone's like, that's it. That this definitively proves that we can't identify good pitchers and we just gave up this good pitcher to the Angels and now he's a 10-game winner with an ERA under four and we could have used him. We suck at developing and identifying good pitchers. Well, this year, Parker Bridwell has an ERA of 18. 18 runs a game. So um, maybe it's he just kind of caught lightning in a bottle for, you know, half a season. Um, and maybe that maybe it really wasn't that he was... Right. Uh, Cy Young pitcher. You mean like, uh, like we've got here this year with with some guys where John Means, who shouldn't be as good as he's been, and Wojciechowski, who shouldn't be as good as he's been, and at some times it's just that the players haven't seen you. There's a hiccup in your delivery or something that they're just not used to. Yeah, we see that with hitters all the time too, like Mike Yastrzemski. Uh, over there with the right. Giants, and everyone's saying, "Why did the Orioles do it?" This guy is a twenty-nine-year-old career minor leaguer <laughs> who now is is having a little hot streak with 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 San Francisco. He's not an all-star outfielder. Like we didn't like go an all-star outfielder. He would um, he he would be crowded out in our outfield anyway. I mean, this is this should not change anyone's opinion on the Orioles' ability to identify talent. This happens all the time. Where someone goes to a new situation, they get hot for a little bit. Um, but let's see where Yastrzemski is at this time next year. Because um, I'd be really surprised if he's still an everyday left fielder for the uh, San Francisco Giants. Um, so, I, I mean, my point is, I'm being, I'm being facetious when I talk about the Orioles pitching as being kind of able to do it better than other teams. Just because we've always heard it the reverse, right? We've always heard the Jake Arrieta examples. Well, or... More recently, I guess, the Wade Miley example that he's crushed in, in the Astros. Um, when maybe it's, you know, uh, what, 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 what you said, Josh, there's um, being new to a league. There's like pitching and hitting is hard, right? You get hot streaks. I mean, we, we're seeing Santander. I saw someone tweet out that Santander now has a higher war than Trey Mancini, even though he's played in like 60 less games. Well, let's right. see... Santander playing 60 more games, and if that war is still higher than Trey Mancini's. Because one thing that makes Trey Mancini's a really good player is he's able to do this for the whole season. Can Santander do this for an entire season? we got to wait and see. So a, a nice hot streak or a down streak doesn't say much to me. But this whole Kevin Gossman thing, like everyone thought the second Kevin Gossman left, he would turn into freaking Jake Arrieta uh, 2.0. Two, two but it's just, it's not true. 
Um, and Dan Duquette, it looks like, traded, you know, traded Kevin Gossman at the right time when he still had some value, right? Like the Braves were even unable to trade him at this point. Right. So, uh, yeah, so Brett Gardner just hit a home run, a little pop fly to the left. So now the Orioles have set another record. We know a few weeks ago when they set uh, when they set the um, record for ten straight games with home runs, with multi-hit home runs. Today the Orioles set the record for giving up home runs multiple games in ten straight games, multiple home oh, runs nice. in ten straight games. So we got both records. Yeah. This um, they should track this. You can't track this, I guess. But I bet, I bet it seems like this year the Orioles are going to set the most records that a team has ever set just in records. Every game, there's a new record we're setting for something, and well, and it, <laughs> whether and good or always, bad. It's always home runs related. I mean, it's but, the Orioles have the most games allowing five or more home runs, the most games allowing four or more, the most games around three or more, most games – Hitting multiple home runs. Most games given up multiple home runs. But there's also other ones, right? There was a funky one where the first team to lose by 15 runs and then win by 15 runs or something. Oh, and, right, right, right. And then there was like the first ever position player to get a save uh, that we did with uh, Let Stevie Pitch. Yeah. Let Stevie Pitch. Um, I also saw, it's a little bit annoying, that Brevik Falera, who we got back in the Manny Machado trade, who somehow has bounced around and somehow made it back, or not made it back, but made it to the Yankees. And he hit a triple that scored a couple of runs. That's always annoying when your former players come back and get you. Yep. Yeah. If you were to tell me, looking at just today's game, and then we'll get off today's game because it's kind of boring, but today's game, the home runs in the Yankees, like Yankees have some home run hitters, right? Um, Judge, Gregorius, Torres, LeMahieu. The home run hitters in today's game have been Romine, the catcher, Gardner, and what is this guy? Touchman? Who is this guy? Tushman? Touchman? Touchman, yeah. I, I don't even know who this guy is, but he, he had a home run. And then Valera with the triple. I mean, who are these guys? Right. Well, yeah. Remember, the ball's, the ball's not juiced. Yeah. Yeah, it's impressive the Yankees are so hot, even with some injuries. Like, this lineup does not look right without Stanton. Or without no, Voight. The, Yank- the Yankees have had a messy lineup all season, and they're still winning. Yeah, and a messy rotation, but they still win. Yeah, true. It's weird. Um, a couple other things I wanted to get to. Um, I wanted to get to a Strawberry of the Week story. All right. You see this by the Marlins PR team, the Marlins Twitter? You know where I'm going? I know where you're going, yeah. And I, yes. Isn't this yeah. total Strawberry? It's a total strawberry move, and it's a total strawberry move that they, the way they reacted and apologized for it, is totally to, to stop strawberries, yeah. Yeah, so the Rays and Marlins played a two-game series, and they were going back on forth on Twitter. The Rays, Tampa Bay Rays account, and the Miami Mar- Mar- Marlins account going back and forth. And the Mar- Miami Marlins came back with, at some point in this exchange, they said, Miami Marlins said, you're literally the animal that killed Steve Irwin. Log off. Referring, of course, to Steve Irwin being, um, what's the word? Is it stabbed by a stingray? Killed. Okay, but killed what does the stingray killed, do? Killed. Okay. It's, it's, I think it stabbed him, yes. Okay. So, anyway, he was, uh, he was uh, murdered by a stingray. Um, and so they tweeted this, and then later, 
um, the Marlins PR team came out and said, this was a regrettable exchange by otherwise creative social media team. Unfortunately, in this medium, sometimes we sing and miss. This was definitely a miss. And they came out and said more later saying that they it's regrettable. Um, and it's like everyone who grew up watching him, we miss Steve. We're sorry to have made light of his passing. Right. Uh, Josh, to me, this is, he died 13 years ago in 2006. Um, and this was not like making fun of him. Saying you're literally the animal that killed Steve Irwin, log off, I think is a, a, a good burn and kind of funny. It's not like you're not calling Steve Irwin a moron. You're not like belittling him in any way. Right. You're making a joke. And Steve Irwin is part of the joke and he is dead. So maybe like, what is this? You can't make any jokes that ever involve dead people? Um, is, that, is that the lesson here? No. no, it's millennials grew up with the crocodile hunter. Or no, that's, that's not Steve Irwin. They grew up with Steve Irwin. What was Steve Irwin's thing? I don't know. I don't know. Was, uh, that, that was younger than me. But they grew up with his show. His thing was going on um, Letterman with all his animals. That's how I know Steve Irwin. Yeah, no, he had a show. I don't think it was. I, mean, I guess it was Crocodile, Crocodile Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. We had Crocodile Dundee. As right, right. And Crocodile Hunter is Steve Irwin. Yes. And I don't know. That's below me. And the problem is, that's where it happens. Is It's, it's not about offending Steve Irwin, his family. It's about offending millennials who want to find any reason to be offended at. We shouldn't be too surprised that Tampa Bay fans got upset. Remember, this is the team that had to take devil out of their name because people <laughs> got offended that they were the devil rays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Josh, I'm telling you right now, if I die, no matter what the cause is, if I die 13 years after my death, you have permission to make a joke about it on Twitter or to mention it in Twitter as part of the joke. Okay. You know I'm not going to wait 13 years. Okay. If I, like, have a Derek Fisher moment where, like, I'm playing softball and you see this by Derek Fisher and I miss the ball and it hits me in the face and, like, somehow I drop dead of this, I give you permission to go on Twitter and make, and make light of it. You can make light of someone who died. It's okay. If you do, if if I'm playing softball with you and you put your club up and it comes down and hits you in the face, I'm posting that on Twitter before I even get <laughs> off the field. Yeah, I saw some people on Twitter were like, you know, um, like, uh, you know, we're we we hope he's okay. Like every like, if you're not on Twitter making a joke about a guy, a professional baseball player who missed a fly ball and got hit in the face with it, if you're not making a joke out of that, like, get off Twitter. You missed the point. Um, like that's 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 total. Um, joke worthy but it yeah it twitter is weird like this is one of the points of twitter is to go back and forth and kind of burn people or clap back if i'm using that term correctly like to go back at someone um like half the gifts on twitter are just like reactions to when you really burn someone right like the, most of the gifts have to do with your reaction after that and then, and so miami does this right participates in this um, and then gets, and then they have to come back and apologize because you mentioned someone who died 13 years ago. It just screams of people being too sensitive, too easily bruised. Um, people, people die. Like we shouldn't make light of it right after it happens. Like there should be some sensitivity, I guess, with dead people. But like everyone will die someday. That's okay. We can talk about it, and we can even sometimes make jokes about it. Just everyone needs to calm down. 
I, I totally agree. It's a, it's that fits in your strawberry move. Yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, there's one other thing I want to get to today, and then we can wrap up. This is up your alley. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you pay attention anymore to this stuff since you moved to, to Florida, though you're currently in Charlotte. Um, you, sh- you should oh, do yeah. like a we Where's gotta, Josh we get, competition. We're going to get into Trump and the rats. Okay, let's go. Uh, that's not where I'm going this. Um, where stick, are you going? Stick to sports, Josh. Stick, uh, stick to sports. This is what I, I'm, I'm going to say this more on Twitter now. Stick to sports. I like it when people do that. I'm going to do that more on Twitter. Stick, stick, stick to sports. Um, anyway, um, August 9th through August 11th at Camden Yards, it's why not ticket prices. Did you follow yeah. this? Yeah, I'm totally down with that. Yeah, it's like $7 tickets or something. It's super cheap tickets for Friday night for the why not anniversary. Yeah, that's and awesome. Can, yeah, and can I say on Friday, August 9th, they're giving away a t-shirt. And I think this is just to everybody, right? I don't have to buy a special ticket package. Right. Um, but the t-shirt's pretty cool, right? The throwback kind of why not t-shirt. It's, the, it's, it's pretty the cool. It's the t-shirt we had when we were nine years old. It's the t-shirt yeah. that you see when you watch the video. Which people should be watching our version of what the Why Not video if it's oh, on YouTube. That's a good call. Yeah, search Section Three Three Six Why Not video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look for that and share that on Twitter this week as we build up to it. Yeah. Uh, it's also pretty cool that they are doing it on August 9th, as in eight nine, for the date. Oh, did not get that. Thank you. Wow, that's that's cool. But uh, yeah, I mean, come on, that's one of our favorite seasons. So yes, it's it's fun to celebrate it. I love that. They listed some of the players who are coming back, and there's guys that like I haven't thought about yeah, in yeah, yeah. years, like Bob Malak- Malaki's coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's. I think they should do like. Uh, I know the why not year is special, but like I love this idea of throwing back. Like I would love to throw back. Like give me a 2006 year. <laughs> give me bring back all the players from, from, from two, two, 2006 just to see all these random names pop pop up again. Um, so I think it's. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool too. They're about the prices, and just, sure. And I hope Friday, like they gotta go all in. They gotta use the music from that Why Not video. Yeah, they, little like, they uh, be playing that Why Not. Mika song Tattleton. In between every, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They need to go with all of those. But uh, and like uh, just music, everyone's walk up song has to be a song from like 1989. They need to go all out on it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to see Hyde, like in the opening of the video. I want to see Hyde with his hands down his pants. Like, I want, I want all of it. <laughs> like, like Frank Robinson? Yeah, like Frank Robinson in the opening scene. Yeah, I want all of it. I want to see players out there writing letters. I want all of it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Uh, I, don't get, I don't get the little ad that, that uh, the Orioles are doing online with it where it's like showing like clips from the 89 video on like an iPhone. And it's like, wow, I don't know why they're not doing like like retro and all stuff is like really popular now. So you would think they would do like a little retro TV set up, like VHS showing like you're watching a VHS and kind of get you set in that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. With, I agree with that take. But yeah, I'm all for this type of stuff. We've, I feel like I've been on definitely on the front lines of 336 talking about the Orioles needing to be more creative with getting people to this to the yard and i feel like they are doing it they've done a really good job this year with the dog days with the uh school nights and all the different theme nights and stuff like this 89 pricing uh they did the halfway to christmas pricing earlier in the season so 
Yeah, can I, just say, I went to the game. I think it was Monday. I went to the game, and there was I didn't realize it, but there was like dogs allowed in a certain section. So yeah, you went you went Thursday for last Thursday was dog night. Okay, so fine. I went Thursday. I didn't realize it was dog night. That's where um, you gave dollar dollar hot dogs, and you could bring your dog if you purchased a ticket for your dog. Oh, really? You had to buy a ticket for him. Dog tickets were ten dollars. Okay. Um, do 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 they get an actual seat for they they can sit in? I don't know. Um, anyway, I was just walking around, you know, the stadium, as one does. And then I realized, oh, there's dogs everywhere. And I was hanging out in, you know, I was hanging out with the statues. Yeah, I was hanging out there with Cal, um, just chilling. And then, like, a bunch of dogs rolled in, just hanging there, too. Any, anyone relieved themselves on Cal? I mean, besides you. No, but I was keeping a close side, making sure no one uh, defecated on the statues, defamed them in any way. But anyway, there was, like, six dogs, right? Then all of a sudden, the Oriole bird rolls through. And I tell you, it started with one dog, started like barking ferociously at the Oriole bird. Then the other five dogs joined in. And you had six dogs, like the owners trying to hold the leash back as the dogs were running and yiping at the Oriole bird. And I, I never saw the Oriole bird move, move that fast. He went through that. Uh, he, he got out of those stat, uh, he got out away from those statues as quickly as possible because those dogs were about to Good rip him. Rip them apart. I haven't, I haven't thought about that. Have you ever seen a dog and, and like if a bird comes and lands in the backyard, that dog goes after it. Yeah, the you dogs. Have birds and dogs together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, the size of a bird did not intimidate the dogs at all. They were ready to go after it. It was like pack mentality. Thankfully, the Oriole bird got out of there and those dogs were on leashes. It was dangerous. Yeah, I've always wondered that when they do these dog days at like minor league parks and stuff because there's a lot of people who aren't comfortable around dogs. And I've always wondered like, what would you do, like, if you don't like dogs and suddenly you have tickets to dog night? Yeah, and I, I guess it's just, it was just on a different section. So, hopefully, if you got seats in that section, you know what you're getting yourself into. Or, or, I guess, yeah, or I guess you could always move sections. Oh, yeah, that's not a hard thing to do at Kim and Young's. Right. Yeah. But there weren't that many dogs. It was like, I, the whole time, even when I walked around, I saw maybe ten dogs tops. Well, yeah, because there weren't that many people either. you got to have people yeah. to have dogs. Yeah, there's only 40 people there. There's only 40 people at the stadium, and 10 of them had dogs. That sounds about right. And that's not true. There was over 9,000 people at the game we were at. Over 9,000. Okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, people love to trash this Orioles attendance this year. But uh, it looks like the Masson numbers are still up, and even the Oriole numbers are not down as bad as many of the other teams in baseball. Well, not many, but some of the other teams. If we're going for a rebuild, like 9,000 is embarrassing, but if we're going through a rebuild, I don't think it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it's, we're, we're not far removed from, uh, you know, playoffs in Baltimore where you couldn't get a ticket, right? Where the, the, the house was packed, um, where we had to get season tickets just so we could get playoff tickets. Like, we're not far removed from that. Like, we've already proven just a few years ago that if you win, we will pack the yard. So that's not even, it's not, doesn't even make sense. It's not like that happened 50 years ago. <laughs> that happened just a, couple, a few years ago. So it doesn't make sense to say now that, now you're telling me, you know, three years ago we, we could pack the stadium. Now we can't. That means we went in three years from being a non-competitive baseball um, city. No, what? That doesn't make sense. Right. That's silly. Um, all right. Uh, that's all I got. For the good of the cause. Oh, well, you don't want to leave it with, with Jonathan Large just hitting a home run to tie the game up? 
You see, Josh, this is nonsense I'm going. I'm talking about. Inoa uh, started for us. Tanaka started for them. It makes no sense. Then Klein come in. We should lose this game by 20 runs. The fact that it's 6-6 six to six in the sixth inning, it, I cannot understand it's it. It's like the Devils at play. Yeah, call, call it the Devil Orioles. I mean, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> Bilar has a double, a triple, and a home run tonight. A double, a triple, a home run? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just needs the easy one for the cycle. Right, exactly. Okay, let, let's get it, Bilar. Yeah, it's your right. Is there, and it's like, I wish that the Orioles, like, I, I love, it. the Orioles have been really fun to watch. And this is good. It's full circle because this is where we started with the, with the conversation uh, 40 minutes ago, 50 minutes ago. And they've been really fun to watch. But I wish I saw something to make me say, well, this is great. This team's going to be better next year. Yeah. Or this team is turning around. And it's starting now. Wow, we're going to get better faster than I expected. But none of that means this doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, 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 Lars is a fun player to watch, right? He's fast. He runs right. the bases. He won't be here in two years, right? He's not part of this rebuild. So he's not even. And, and e, e Noah, who started, he's not going to be part of this either. Like, none of these players are going to be part of it, the guys who are performing today. Uh, so it's fun. But yeah, it doesn't give you any really <laughs> hope. Right. It's right. kind of dumb. It's just it's it's, it's amazing though that we're, we're able to win. Like I don't. Is, it, the the Tigers. So bad. It doesn't hurt. Yeah, I just I don't understand. Like, what what, what do we win this year? Like, Thirty seven games or something? I don't understand. Thirty eight so far. Thirty eight. I don't understand how we've won more than ten. I mean, our well, pitching staff's a joke. Our lineup. No, we tried to trade Villar. Nobody wanted him. We can't even trade a player. Because nobody else wants any of our players, and somehow we still won 38 games. It's crazy well, remember, to me. Ten of those 38 games was in the past two weeks. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. What we did before the All Star break, that all makes sense. <laughs> right. Since then, since like the Nat series where we split with the Nats um, in July, like since then, this team is halfway decent, but we still have all the same terrible players. It's not like we brought up a bunch of good good players, a bunch of prospects. No, we still have the same type of players. It really doesn't make sense to me how, how we're winning. Um, we have six but, more wins than the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and they might never win again the, the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah. So, we're locking down the number two spot. And thankfully, in the first half of the season, we got a big lead for that number two spot. I don't know. It all depends. Kansas City is two games ahead of us. Is that all it is now? And Toronto's only six games ahead of us. So there's actually, like, the way the Orioles are playing, there's a chance they could actually catch up with Toronto oh and my not be gosh. last place in the AL East by the time I, the season ends. I thought we had a big lead on Kansas City. Kansas City must have been no. playing really bad. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah, Kansas City's playing very bad. So, no, the Orioles may get third, fourth, worst record, which is still a great player, so we'll be okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want... <laughs> You're disappointed now uh, that we're not going to get the first overall? No, I'm okay with not getting the first overall. You just want the second. You give me at least a second. Like, I'll take Bobby with Junior, but I don't know, third? I don't want Andrew Vaughn. I want I want a top two guy. Mm, that makes me a little bit nervous. we got to watch what Kansas City does. Shoot. Well, if we, if we continue to play well against teams like the Yankees... 
then who knows? I mean, what's Kansas City doing? Ah, man. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Now you're getting me you're, all you're scared. Now, you're now depressed. You're getting me all scared that we won't get the number two pick. Like, I root, I root for the Orioles to win. I especially root for them to beat the Yankees. I love it. There's nothing better than having a bunch of Yankee fans come into your stadium, you being one of the worst teams in baseball, and then you still beat them. That's one of my favorite things in all the sports is right. beating the Yankees. And when we suck and they come to our stadium and we beat them still, love it. Yeah, and watching them all leave angry. and Or the, when they say... Uh, what's the thing? Uh, look on top. Still, we still got first place. <laughs> it's like we don't care, or you still suck. It's like okay, but you lost. Yeah, I know we suck. You're right, and you just lost to us. So how does that make 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 you feel? Now go go cry as you drive home to Serena Park. All right, so everyone's gonna know the answer to this when they're listening to the podcast. Do you think Jonathan Villar gets the cycle tonight? Uh, it says. It says seventh inning. He probably has one more at bat, right? He has he has one more at bat. Yeah, unless they go like sixteen innings again. Yeah. Um, one more at bat. He needs a single. I tell you what, if you hit the ball against the wall, you stop at first base, right? You stop at first base. You you yeah. you don't run to second base. You stop at first. Right, right, right. You're launching that ball. And you're saying, stay in the park. Stay in the park. Stay yeah. in the park. Yeah, I know. It's one of those weird things, right? Where certainly it's better to have a double. Two doubles and a triple and a home run is better than a cycle, right? Or having two right. home runs, a triple and a double, is better than a cycle. But there's something pretty cool about getting the cycle. So you go for oh, the cycle. I, right. I remember softball years ago where we had a kid who hit, who just needed a single for the cycle. And he hit the ball really hard. And I was the first base coach. And stopped him at first base even though he could have gotten more. And wouldn't let him go more. And he didn't understand. Because he didn't know what the cycle was and how special the cycle was. Yeah, but he's probably you're probably the dumb one because a double is better than a single. Yeah, but if we were already up by a bunch of runs, it didn't matter. <laughs> and I wanted him to be able to tell people he got the cycle. Yeah. Go home and tell his dad, who would actually appreciate and understand that. There you go. So Villar should go for the cycle, saying, so "Go home and tell his dad, hey dad, I got the cycle." <laughs> exactly. Be in the record books with Felix, with Felix, with Felix Pye. You know, I also, I didn't know until I saw the post game yesterday that Santander doesn't speak English. Oh, really? That was, that was, yeah, that was he, new to me that he, he needed he, a translator. He tweeted in English. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he tweets in Google Translate, hmm. I guess. But he had a translator on the post game interview. Oh, I didn't know that either. Fun facts. All right, let's get out of here. You can, um,. You can like us on Instagram and Facebook or whatever. You can do all the stuff yeah. on social media. Subscribe to 336 Daily. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and check out 336 Daily. We got a good crowd in there. Yeah. Uh, follow Josh on Twitter for all those updates. Uh, you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. You can follow me on Twitter at Section 336. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. But not too much. Get that second round. Get that number two pick. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. 
This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Love, love, love.